passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Winning All right, Cordell. So we got a couple of questions um, that we received from Ravens fans um, and just going and we're talking about the team uh, as we start uh, the beginning of training camp as players are reporting, rookies anyway. Um, the first one is from Pug1030, and he asks, if Ben Cleveland doesn't win the starting job, does he still make the team? The answer to me is flat out no. I think they're tired of this Ben Cleveland saga. And I could be wrong here, but I I, I definitely feel like he is uh, living on a prayer at this point. And so it feels uh, like this is a make or break training camp for Mr. Cleveland. What say you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, for him to not even really seem like he's a part of the left guard competition right now, I think speaks volumes of how they view him right now. He's been getting in there and some backup snaps at right tackle and stuff like that. But that's just not going. I don't I don't think him being a backup right tackle and probably the third string backup right tackle behind far Lele. I don't I don't think that's going to be enough to keep him on the team. Um, last year we saw him get off to a slow start, not being able to pass the conditioning test. Uh, I don't think he'll be afforded that opportunity this year. So um, I, I think Ben Cleveland is facing an uphill battle uh, to make this roster this year. Same here. All right. We, uh, my guy, Emery Hunt at football game plan, shout out to him. I appreciate yeah. his question. Um what part of the defensive side of the ball gives you guys the most cause for concern or has the biggest question to answer? And I answered the first one, so I'll let you start first, Cordell. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go cornerback. I'm going to go yeah. cornerback. Um, obviously, Marlon Humphrey being there uh, gives them a leg up, you know, one of the better corners in the league. But beyond that, 
you've got question marks. Rocky Asin, you know, they added him out of free agency this offseason. He'll be right now. He's the starting outside corner on the other side in my mind. Um, and, you know, it's he's got injury question marks and he hasn't played a lot of football. So we don't know how good he's going to be. And in this division, you have to make sure you are on point with your DBs when you're going up against uh, wide receiver groups like what the Bengals have, when you're going up against wide receiver groups like the Browns have and the Steelers have on the inside and outside. So um, that's going to be the big question mark to me. And of course, pass rusher would, you know, is another one, but I think they kind of go hand in hand because if the pass rushers aren't getting to the quarterback, that means the DBs are going to have to cover longer. And I don't know if we can trust these DBs as a whole uh, to be able to be out there uh, kind of on an island having to guard some of these receivers as long as they may have to if the rush isn't getting there. Still don't know who the nickel corner is. I mean, uh, Kyle Hamilton is their best option, but how much safety do they want him to play? How much nickel corner do they want him to play? I don't know. Can these second-year guys step up and actually have a meaningful role on this team? Can they stay on the field? Can Jalen Armour Davis and Pepe Williams stay healthy enough to be key contributors. I don't know, but I, I think the biggest question marks are definitely in the secondary. I, I agree with you. And so because you said that, I'll go to another part of it, and that's pass rush. And I think that, you know, there's questions because we don't know um, the sustainability of a job, obviously. We only saw a small sample, and we don't know the consi- you know the, the consistency of how he'll be able to play under uh, for a full season because this is essentially going to be more like his rookie year. Um, but then there's the other side of OA who's been inconsistent in the first two years that he's been here. And so now this is approaching his third season. And you're curious to know if this is going to be the year that he breaks out or if this is going to be, year where he, be the year where he continues the, the trend of being inconsistent at times. And so um, I, I think that this is something that, you know, we have to watch because I am a person that believes that, you know, um, attacking the line of scrimmage and, and the quarterback is what's going to help you in terms of, you know, uh, if you can disrupt what they have going on on that side of the ball up front, then it helps everybody else in the, on the other levels in the backfield uh, on the defense. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Ojabo can, you know, stay healthy and be the player that we believe him to be because, you know, we, we were – very high on him a lot of teams were prior to his Achilles injury and then with a way can a way just find a way to just muster up some more consistency and you know they they've been raving about how he's done this off season but we're not going to find out until we see a regular season game you know training campus is cool too but I think you really turn it up when um, you're playing against, you know, opponents as opposed to playing against your own guys so that will be interesting for me um, we had a question that says hypothetical or it's from uh, agent double O bond junior hypothetical worst case scenarios. Question number one, excluding injuries, the offense struggled this season because blank and question number two, excluding injuries, the defense struggled this season because so start with the offense first offense struggled because what uh, court out excluding injuries. Yeah. Um, I would have to imagine if they struggled and nobody gets hurt that you got to probably start at the quarterback position, you know, that Lamar is just not 
progressing in this offense the way that we thought he would, um, that he's struggling with some of the added responsibilities that he's missing on throws down the field and, and you know, inconsistent as a passer. Uh, I, I don't expect that to be the case for the record. Right. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening, but, um, that if, if, if that is the case and their injuries aren't in the way, then that, and the, and the offense still struggles, that would be the, the first thing I would look at. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yes. Um, I think that they might struggle because of the new system in play that is going to be being implemented essentially all year. It's very possible. And I don't think that this is a struggle that's going to be long, Cornell. I think eventually they'll get it right. But I do think that you do have to take into account that it is a new offensive coordinator and then Mm -hmm. they do have new pieces. So this is not necessarily the same group of guys that um, Lamar has played with in the past. Like last year he played with, Bateman, Duvernay, Prochet, and Tylon Wallace um, at the wide receiver position. Well, this year he has he does have Bateman. Um, you know, if he comes back from injury, and but now he has Odell, and now he has Zay Flowers, and so that's a different group. And then you add the fact that they have an offensive coordinator. So I think that if they struggle, it's going to be an early struggle in that regard. Um, from a defensive perspective, who you got? What you got? Yeah, if the defense struggles and the injuries aren't in the way, um, I think that that's going to mean that they're getting the ball thrown all over them all over the place because they can't guard anybody. That's going to be the first thing that jumps out to me, um, that they just cannot stick with wide receivers in this league. And we saw it at the start of the year last year. They were one of the worst passing defenses in the league to start the year, heavily inflated by the comeback win by the Bills and the Dolphins, uh, but even, you know, you go back, I, I think Joe Flacco threw for over 300 yards against him as well, albeit they were trailing the entire game, but that's, that you know, so that's going to be kind of the things that happens, but I look at this defense, I feel good about the linebackers, I feel pretty good about the defensive front, I feel good about the back-end safeties, uh, but those corners, they worry me right now, so if they're struggling, they're probably the best bet as to the reason why the defense isn't looking as good is because they just can't guard any of the receivers that they're going against. I agree with that. Um, I, I think that, you know, if they just can't cover, then that's going to be problematic. And, you know, not even that you, you got the, the, the rules of the game, the pass interferences, the holding, you know, after the five yards, those things come into play. So not even just you, you know, not being able to cover your guy and like, 
uh, uh, getting plays off, you not being able to cover your guys and, and getting penalties as a result mm-hmm. as well. So that is a concern for me. Um, and, and that has a lot to do with, like you already said before, the depth of the cornerback position. So um, that is something that I think we'll be watching all season because uh, a lot of us have some question marks in that regard. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But but I'm hopeful that, uh, like I mentioned, that the pass rush can help the back end of the defense. So we'll, we'll see uh, how that is. That was a great question, though. Uh, Mr. Terrence asked, what happens to Duvernay? And I say nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, uh, you know, Duvernay wasn't even used a ton last year as a wide receiver when they needed wide receivers. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. What it is that we're asking, he as long as he's on this team, he's going to be special teams. He, that's what he's really good at. He was all pro special teamer. So that's going to be something that's definitely going to stay. Um, and I'm sure they'll still find a way to utilize him in wide receiver packages. So there's that. But, like, what was different last year when they needed wide receivers? He, he wasn't utilized them. He, he wasn't utilized then. So I'm not really sure that anything happens to DuVernay the that's a question that's great for next year when you know do you wonder if they move on um but I I just for now I think that they use them the same way that they always use them yeah I would agree I think you know his spot in as a as a returner is still cemented um as long as he's healthy I think he'll be the guy returning the kickoffs and the punts for them this year I think he gets out there a little bit on offense not as much um you know, but I, I I do think that we see him out there at times. He's still they're gonna they're gonna need guys that can take the top off the defense, multiple guys at times. And look, he's got the speed to be able to do it, and he's got the contested catch ability to be up to be able to go down the field and make a play. Um, I just don't think he'll have a big role in this offense, but I, I do expect <clears throat> to kind of see him sprinkled in. A little bit here and there, but yeah, I'm I'm not looking for Duvernay to have a major role on this team besides the returner, uh, uh, the returner position being his biggest uh, contribution. Yeah, I agree with that. I just I don't I don't know how that goes. I, I did get a, a bonus question. Can I throw mm-hmm. this out for you? Got a bonus question um, at Toshio B. It's a good one though. How are we feeling about Michael Pierce's bounce back this year? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I don't know about you. Um, I thought that he played at a high level last year prior to the injury. So he's, you know, gotten some, some, he, he doesn't have uh, a lot of wear and tear due to not playing the whole year. So I think that that's a good thing. And if he's able to play at the level that he had started off with last year, I think that that's, you know, a great thing. We obviously know that they're going to need his assistance because we don't have Calais Campbell anymore. Uh, so there's that part of it. But I, I think that he will have a relatively good 2023. But I do think that the rotation of the younger guys will be a situation um, that we'll see more because Pierce is older. Um, so so they're going to want to see what the young guys can do because there's some contracts that need to be um, uh, signed or whether they move on from those guys. But I think when Pierce does get an opportunity to play, I think he'll play at a, at a good level. You? Yeah, I think yeah. they'll they'll try to limit his snaps as much as they can to keep to keep him healthy. Uh, that's the number one thing is to just keep Michael Pierce healthy. Um, I I think if he is healthy and is able to get out there and play, he can definitely 
help the team. I, it's, it's just I don't know how long that's going to be. You know, hurt players stay hurt is the saying, and that's definitely kind of the saying for Michael Pierce. I mean, it's it's kind of an every year thing for him, and you almost get the feeling to where it's just not like you're waiting for him to get hurt, but you almost feel like it's coming, you know, it's, yeah. it's just been his career to this point. Um, So I, I think that, like you said, they've got the rotation for the interior of that defensive line and he'll definitely be a part of it as long as he's healthy. But I just think it's going to be imperative for them to limit his snaps, limit his role as best as they can, just to keep him on the field. Um, because once he's, once he gets hurt, you might not see him for the rest of the year. I agree with that. So it, it will be, I think it'll be fine. I think Michael Pierce still has something left in the tank. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, in terms of how high of level play he will have for uh, uh, the Ravens this season. But I, I expect him to want to play at a high level because this is going to be the last year of his contract, uh, presumably as well. So whether he wants to continue to be a Raven after this year or move on, you know, he still, you know, he has to make sure that, you know, his money's straight. So there's that part of it. Um, as well.